This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Well, uh, not much different to report. Um, you know, analyzing tape, it's hard to um, it's hard to beat a team like that when you know we have three turnovers um, first and foremost, and then you know we couldn't run the ball as effectively as we would like to. We did some decent stuff early on, and. Um, you know, as the game went on, then we got behind in the fourth quarter. That always makes it tough. But, um, you know, that was that was kind of a big thing there. And on defense, you know, our defense played really, really well at times. And I think the big thing, uh, you know, is just that fourth quarter, is being able to finish um, on both sides. You know, we had two series where it was three and out. You know, we have penalty penalty well against it you know a team like that a defense like that it's very hard to overcome as soon as you do that and um you know then we have another three and out and then on the other side of the ball we couldn't stop them you know the last two drives and so you know we got to be we had to figure out a way to be a better finishing team in the fourth quarter without question and some of that is it's not want to it's execution it's confidence it's belief you know it's all those type of things um, and, um, you know, we're doing everything in our power and practice to try to re- recreate some of those situations. So that, that indicates to you that, that that confidence and that belief isn't there? Well, I mean, you can't give somebody confidence. So you got to go out and earn it. And we can only coach them how we coach them and get them dialed in the meetings and everybody's locked in and, you know, you know, go back. We're playing good football teams that have played better than us. But you got to go out and earn it. Yeah, option play was on third and three in the first half uh, that wasn't converted. You had one of Pontius. How impactful do you think? Which option play? Um, the one that only gained one, and then the other one of Pontius. It was in the first half, I think. Oh, yeah. They're all. You know, first half, we were hanging in there. To me, it's the second half, in particular the fourth quarter. That's where we got to do better. Tell us a little bit about maybe your conversation with Jacob, and it just seemed like he maybe at times was trying to force things. Yeah, yeah, you know, it was, and um, we had a lot of other chances. You know, it's never going to come down to any one guy. Um, you know, and then the quarterback's got the ball in his hands every play, and. Um, you know, it's a difficult, difficult position. And so, um, you know, there's a couple throws, obviously, he'd love to have back. But we, even with all that being said, we still had some other chances um, to get some things done. You know, we're talking about in the fourth quarter on both sides of the ball. Um, and so, you know, I mean, I, I kind of go back, you know, I think he's learning every game, you know, and you know, he's played well and, you know, a lot of them. And there's some learning opportunities you just can't get except for in the game. 
um, you know, it's the second year of college football playing. You know, I'm sure you've had conversations with him about pressure in the pocket and just how to handle that and that spin thing. Yes. We don't get much of that in practice, you know. And so we are. We're trying to emphasize and stay in the pocket. That's your game. Step up, not out. And so we'll keep working on that. Three games left and probably a bowl game. That puts that magic number at four, you know. Four. Four games left. Yeah. Four games that guys yeah. haven't played that could still play in the yep. games. Richard, how's that impact the depth of guys playing? Is there some guys that we can expect to see in the next four games? Yeah, I don't know if that's going to change much um, in terms of the guys that you haven't seen. Um, you know, we're trying to get Ty in the mix. Um, but the other guys, um, you know, I'm trying to think. I don't think there's another guy that hasn't played in, you know, some significant games, three games, or, you know, Fatui's played in three games. He's got one left. Um, some of the other guys, um, you know, at this point, we're still probably holding tight. Yes, uh, inserted Eddie Ulofosio yeah. a little bit in, in the second level. What had he done before that to kind of earn that? Yeah, he he seems to he seems to make plays. Um, is what is why he's earned it. Um, you know, he's still a young player that's still learning that position inside. You know, in high school he was kind of on the outside, but when you put him in there, he seems to kind of do some things that make plays. I mean, he was one of the guys that ended up causing the fumble. He's caused the fumble on a kickoff. And um, so we're just trying to force the issue a little bit and see if he can do more. We've seen little bits of, of Marcus Spiker, too, the last couple of weeks. What is the next step for him in his process? Um, it's probably just keep doing what he's doing. You know, he's been practicing better. Um, so, yeah, that's that's really what it is. And then we put him in the game and he's been able to, you know, attack the ball. And that's one thing I think we really like about him. He's, you know, he's a rangy guy that can attack the ball. And if you get around him, he's got pretty sticky hands. How thin are you at running back right now? I mean, you've got Richard Newton. Yeah. Around. I noticed Cam. Yeah. He's got a cast on his hand. Yeah. Um, we still got guys. We do. Um, and, that, you know, I've been telling you guys forever, that's the position. You know, you, everybody likes to go, oh, you got all this depth. You get, no, you don't. I mean, it's just a matter of time. And as soon as one guy gets dinged, it's the next guy's right behind the, you know, right next to him because they take more reps. But, I mean, we're, we're, we're in okay shape. That's, that's not, a, not a problem at this point. Palmer's not raising his hand saying I'm confused. Yeah. Yeah, not, not yet. Cam Davis out for a while. Cam Davis can play. Uh, we can we can play. He's practicing full speed and all that stuff. So. Yeah. He's. You he saw where he's at. A couple snaps in the game. Each week we're progressing. You guys got the, the first and goal at the eight yard line on your last possession there. Yes. Still had all three timeouts left. What, yeah. what led to, to calling one right there rather than saying? Well, because we, we, we got to score. We got to get our best stuff in. You know, it took us fourth down. I mean, that's not an ideal situation using 19 plays to score. And we're just eating clock. You're only going to get so many possessions. And so when we're down there, we better score. The chance of getting an onside kick is less than 10%. And so. You know, yeah, you got to save the timeouts if you get the ball, if you get it on it, but you got to score first or it's a moot point. And so we were just taking a lot of time and felt it's best to use one there.
still didn't get the onside kick. So is that what you're talking about? Well, I just mean the idea of if you have all three, you can, in theory, kick it back off to them, use all three to stop the clock on, on their possession. If you score. If you score. And so, you know, we don't want to call a bad play and waste it and not score. I mean, we took us four downs to score. So. After you look at film, was anything different that pops out in terms of the pass rush from first half and second half and being less effective down the stretch? Not really. I mean, guys were just defeating one-on-one blocks and, you know, those type of things. And, you know, I think the whole thing, there's nothing that popped out even, like, in the fourth quarter on both sides of the ball. Like, like what is showing up here? It's just they executed better than we did, you know? I mean, on offense, it's a really good defense, and we pound the ball in there for no yards, and then we throw it. And so they just they executed at crunch time better than we did. And you can, on the other side, the same thing. They drove the ball and couldn't get off the field. And those third downs, we had three third downs that were just like crushing, you know, in that last quarter. We just we couldn't do it. Introducing the two-way V4, where groundbreaking fuel cell technology meets fresh foam cushioning for the ultimate performance. With fuel cell, each step feels explosive, delivering unparalleled energy return. Paired with fresh foam, experience maximum comfort throughout the game. Its lightweight textile upper offers support and breathability without sacrificing agility. Whether you're hitting the clutch shot or locking down the opposition, the two-way V4 gives you the tools to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the two-way for yourself at newbalance.com. Chris, you're talking about confidence, obviously, in Oregon State team that's got some confidence yeah. into this game. Yeah, 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 I mean, they, they do. I mean, um, you know, um, I think it's awesome for – you know, Jonathan and those guys down there, I mean, that's that's a lot of hard work. And those guys have, you know, been building that thing up and setting their, their process in place all last year. And now you're kind of starting to see the fruits of their labor. And, um, you know, they those kids play hard down there. And, I mean, it's showing up. I mean, that's why they're, they're winning. They're on a two-game win streak. And I think their offense is, um, you know, I think it's – they're kind of laying in the weeds down there. You know, no one's really talking about those guys. And they got a big-time quarterback. They got two excellent running backs. They got maybe the best receiver in the Pac-12. More touchdowns, more yards, more all this stuff than everybody. They got some shifty speed guys as well. So they're doing a nice job, and they're building their confidence, and they're playing well. You always want to play at home. That, that's a given. But sometimes does it help to kind of be able to take the team on the road and kind of, you know. I like playing at home. I think our fans are awesome, and they were great on Saturday. And, you know, you could feel them loud and clear, and I think we all like playing at home. I guess, yeah, that's a bad question. It's anti-home fans. I guess distractions. No, I mean, there's all, I mean, there's just, it doesn't matter if you're home or away, there's distractions, right? If you let, if you pay attention to it, and there's a lot of distractions out there. If we, you know, my blood pressure is, is, is fine until I come in here and I've talked to you guys. No, no offense. And because I don't look at that stuff and I do my best to keep telling our team. I mean, you're going to, you know, there's a lot of people out there that, you know how it goes. And so you pay attention to that. That's, that's where your mind goes. You pay attention to what we're trying to get done here. You know, we'll get things straight. You know Jonathan pretty well. Jonathan knows you pretty well. Yep. How's that impacted? <laughs> yeah. 
yeah, I thought it was interesting if you really knew what was going on in the game last year in terms of the things that were called and that hadn't been called all season. And and then, you know, here it comes with all this different stuff. And so, yeah, there was there were some interesting things going on last year, I thought. When you see, you know, everything that Hunter Bryant can do with the ball, is he the most dynamic tight end that you've coached athletically? Um, he's the, you know, he's probably I'm trying to think back. You know, he's certainly, you know, he's certainly up there in terms of the wide receiver, dynamic ball in his hands type guy for sure. And, um, you know, it comes very natural to him. And I think he's working hard on the other part of his game, you know, to be able to play down there in a the box a little bit and make him progress there as well. But he's a natural, um, you know, a natural catcher and a really competitive guy when that ball's in the air. That's what you really like about him. Those aspects of his game, were those immediately evident when you started recruiting him, whatever, as a sophomore or whatever that was in high school? Yeah, you, you never know until you get him here, you know. I always say that. You just don't know how guys are going to, you know, every, every part of this program, you just don't know how they're going to adjust and handle, handle the whole thing. But um, we certainly thought that, and a lot of people did, that were, you know, recruiting him. Um, but... You know, like I always say, some guys are maybe a little better than you thought. Some guys are maybe not quite whatever. And I think just his ball skills and how he's going to compete at this level is probably, you know, better than we thought because you really don't know until you get him here. But he can go get the ball. What has Terrell Bynum done these past two weeks to mm -hmm. get more opportunities to really become that number one? It's not the last two weeks. You know, I keep saying that. There's a lot leading up to that. Um, you know, everybody thinks just these two weeks and they put it on, you know, it doesn't just happen that we throw guys out there. And I know that's what <laughs> a lot of people want to do. Like, if you're not successful at one position, we'll just give another guy a chance. We do. We give them a lot of chances in a less competitive environment in practice. And if they can't get it done there better than somebody else, then we're not going to put them in the game and go, yeah, I bet they're just a gamer. Like, that doesn't happen. So, Terrell's been, you know, coming on strong. Terrell got a lot of meaningful reps last year, even though we didn't throw him balls. Um, and then he's just continually been building. And then we've had him in there a lot more, a lot more in passes early in the season. Ball didn't come his way as much. And now it's just starting to come his way. And then you start moving a guy around a little bit to maybe make the odds go in his favor. But he's done a nice job for a long period of time, to tell you the truth, in terms of just getting better. What's your, your thought on where you guys are at depth-wise at inside linebacker yeah. both this year? And, and yeah, I mean, we've, you, you know, it's interesting because we've got two old guys and a bunch of young guys. And, so, and that kind of happens sometimes through, you know, attrition and guys don't make it here. And, you know, DJ Beavers medically retiring and all those things. And, and that's part of the game. And, you know, a lot of times... You know, you look at positions and you're always, you know, a year or two in advance when you're trying to build your group. Each coach is responsible for their group and what it looks like. And every now and again, you get thrown a curveball where it's like this guy didn't make it. This guy got medical retired. This guy's not quite as good as we thought, whatever it is. And you can get yourself in, you know, a position depth wise. Looks like Jonathan's got Oregon State kind of going on a, yeah. on a path towards you know success. Yep. What about him that you saw as an assistant coach made you think that he would be a successful head coach? Yeah, I mean, I, I think a lot of that stuff just starts with the type of you know, it always starts with the type of person you are. I really do. I mean, that's what leadership, all these type of things are. It's like, is a guy grounded and solid just as a dude? And. Uh, you know, because you're going to go through some hard things and you're going to change who you are and you can overreact and all those. And, um, 
you know, Jonathan's one of the most even keel, mellow guys that I've been around, and that can that can suit you pretty well in certain situations. I know it can as a play caller, and um, you know, so he's he's an awesome guy, and um, you know, is doing a great job down there. When you suffer a couple losses like this, do you feel the need to change anything about your message to recruits or reassure anybody, or is it just you know keep being consistent with what you're? It is what it is. I mean, like I said, I mean, I it, it's not it, to me. This thing is if it's as finicky as one year when it's not, or one year when you win it. I mean, you got to look at body of work. You got to look at the philosophy of a program. You got to look at the university you're coming to, and that's what I think our guys do. And there's no message change. Why would we change our message? Like, we're not going to change who we are. Sometimes this thing goes, the ball bounces your way. Sometimes it doesn't. Sometimes you play two, you know, really good teams back-to-back. Sometimes you don't. Sometimes you're young. And, I mean, it's just all those things. That's life. So our message doesn't change. You've got two buys late in the season. Mm-hmm. You've got a Friday night game mm-hmm. and then a bye afterwards. Do, do you get any input whatsoever on scheduling? With the, you saying that, what do you think? What do you think? <laughs> Not even kind of. I mean, it is what it is. I'm glad we're playing on a short week. You know, just the way things have gone. Like, I want to get out there and we want to go play. It was awesome to not have to sit around the office all day today and put in place. We went out there and practice. It was great. Get a place sooner. And then we'll, we'll go play in a handful of days and reload. Paramount Plus and the National Park Foundation present A Mountain of Zen. This Earth Week, you can live stream seven national parks for seven days on Paramount Plus. Paramount Plus, official streaming partner of the National Park Foundation.